Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. As we concluded last week's broadcast, we were looking at what Dr. Harley says is one of the husband's emotional needs, that of physical attractiveness. Specifically, we were talking about how our bodies are constantly undergoing physical change. We need to constantly be balancing our calorie intake with the proper amount of exercise and good nutritional practices. Scripture tells us that we are to consider and treat our bodies as temples. Go to a mall and watch people. See many that you would consider temples? Ladies, you have the additional tools of makeup and various hairstyles, as well as a wide choice of clothes. Dr. Harley says about all of these, dress to be attractive to your husband and comfortable with your own look. Then he continues by saying a woman should pay as much, if not more, attention to her choices of nightgown or pajamas as she does to what she wears in public. According to him, When she dresses for bed, she dresses strictly for her husband. Dress in a way is to make deposits in his love bank. Personal hygiene is extremely important in both sexes. No one wants to be physically intimate with someone who smells like a locker room after a ball game or whose breath smells like a dirty sock. Guys, we're usually more of an offender here than our wives. Remember, A woman wants to be physically close to the man she loves, especially if he looks and smells good. Dr. Harley says that if you are still unconvinced that physical attractiveness is a worthy objective, consider what it means to be physically attractive. It simply means that your appearance makes someone feel good. You meet an emotional need by the way you look. You know, people can be attractive in many ways. Those with attractive personalities may also meet an emotional need, but they usually deposit love units with the quality of their conversation or affection rather than their appearance. In fact, whenever someone meets any of our emotional needs, we consider that person attractive. If physical attractiveness meets an emotional need of your spouse, why ignore it? Why not deposit love units whenever you have a chance? Now, ladies, don't dismiss this emotional need of your husband as superficial and that it shouldn't be that way. It is very real. When a woman sees her husband's response to her improved appearance, she knows that she's made the right decision because it has met one of his basic needs. Her account in his love bank will get a substantial deposit every time he sees her. Now let's shift gears and look at what Dr. Harley says is another of her emotional needs. She needs enough money to live comfortably, to feel financially secure. You know, humorous anecdotes abound about women who marry men for their money. But Dr. Harley says that his counseling experience has taught him not to treat this tendency as a joke. He says that in truth, a woman does marry a man for his money. She wants him to earn at least enough to support himself. 
Over the past several decades, there has been a cultural shift toward women in the workplace, and it was thought by some that this would change a woman's need for financial support. But in Dr. Harley's experience, apparently that's not been the case. Dr. Harley says he has a test to see if women still marry for money. He will ask an audience of young couples a question. If just before your marriage, your spouse had announced that you should not expect him or her to earn an income, would you have tied the knot? Raise your hand if you would have gone through with the wedding. While almost all of the men have their hands raised, according to Dr. Harley, hardly a single woman's hand joins them. He says that's because most women still expect their husband to earn a living. They still have an emotional need for financial support, for financial security. One of the discussions I lead premarital couples in is, what lifestyle are they expecting to live? How many children? What type of house? What type of car or cars? What recreational activities and vacations? In general, our society says, get everything now. You need and deserve it now. You have credit available. Do your choices allow the wife to have the choice of homemaking or career? What Dr. Harley has found is that when that choice is made for them by their husband, women's right advocates, or anyone else, it deprives many of them of marital fulfillment. As a certified Dave Ramsey counselor, I very much believe in doing life on a cash basis as much as possible and on delayed gratification. Every family must come to grips with what it can afford. Some couples look on budgets as a necessary evil. And I think a part of the issue is the word budget itself and the images that word brings to mind. For many people, budget is a four-letter word. And for many people, a budget is a static document that is done on an annual basis. Instead of the word budget, I prefer to use the words spending plan. One of the things you have to understand about money is that it will go somewhere whether you tell it to or not. The object of a spending plan is to tell every penny, every pay period, where it is going to go before it disappears on its own. Dr. Harley has a rather unique approach to the general concept of family budgeting. As he says, a budget helps you discover what a certain quality of life costs. To more fully understand the quality of life you can afford, he recommends three budgets. One to describe what you need, one to describe what you want, and one to describe what you can afford. The needs budget should include the monthly cost of meeting the necessities of your life, items you would be uncomfortable without. The wants budget includes the cost of meeting all your needs and wants, things that bring special pleasure to your life. It should be realistic, however. The affordable budget begins with your income and should first include the cost of the needs budget. If there's money left over when the cost of meeting all your needs is covered, your most important wants are then included in this budget until your expenses match your income. 
Dr. Harley recommends that only the husband's income be used in the needs budget. Both the husband's and wife's incomes are included in the wants budget. If her income, when added to his, covers all their needs and wants, they go no further. But if the cost of their needs and wants outstrips their joint income, the affordable budget strips away their lowest priority wants, leaving them with needs covered by his income and wants they can afford covered by her income. In Dr. Harley's eyes, these three budgets make it clear that the wife's income is helping the family improve its quality of life, providing for wants that are beyond their basic needs. The truth is that most of us could live on much less than we do. Unfortunately, many of the things people think they need, they may not really need at all. This is truly an area of our lives that we need a realistic plan. Remember, you want to make sure you are telling your money where to go, every penny, every pay period. Otherwise, as I said, it will go somewhere on its own. Unmet emotional needs often trigger fantasies. And the next emotional need for the man that Dr. Harley suggests is domestic support. According to Dr. Harley, a man's fantasy goes something like this. His home life is free of stress and worry. After work each day, his wife greets him lovingly at the door and their well-behaved children are also glad to see him. He enters the comfort of a well-maintained home as his wife urges him to relax before having dinner, the aroma of which he can already smell wafting from the kitchen. Conversation at dinner is enjoyable and free of conflict. Later, the family goes out together for an early evening stroll, and he returns to put the children to bed with no hassle or fuss. Then he and his wife relax and talk together, watch a little television, and, at a reasonable hour, go to bed to make love. Some wives may chuckle as they hear that scenario, but Dr. Harley says if there is a wide gap between the reality of your home life and this fantasy, your marriage may be in serious trouble. A revolution in male attitudes towards housework is supposed to have taken place with men pitching in to take an equal share of the household chores. But according to Dr. Harley, this revolution has not necessarily changed their emotional needs. Many men need domestic support as much as ever. If behavior is any measure of attitude change, Dr. Harley says that he doesn't see much change in the way men really feel about housework. He says that they may talk a lot about how unfair it is to expect women to do most of the chores, but when it comes to actually sharing the burden, their wives know that it's mostly talk. One of the things we need to remember is that we are always going to encounter gaps between what we expect and what we experience, not just in our relationships, but in other areas of our lives as well. What we put in these gaps is our choice every time. Every time what I expect doesn't match what I experience, I choose what goes in the gap. I either believe the best or expect the worst. It's my choice and always my choice. 
Dr. Harley's approach is based on what I would call the traditional approach. The husband is responsible for generating the family income, and the wife is responsible for managing housework and child care. Well, our time is gone for today. Again, I want to encourage you to go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, and on the homepage, you'll find the MUM 3-Step Connection Plan. Watch the video that takes you through the plan and how to use it in your marriage relationship, and listen to the MUM Moments audio. Consistently following this plan will energize your marriage. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.